world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. Lipstick Bodyguard, fear no evil. Get yours today, only at LipstickBodyguard.com. This week on Parents Are Hard to Raise, health and wellness expert Dr. Felice Gersh is back with more great advice to keep our aging parents and us living our lives to the fullest. Parents Are Hard to Raise is now available on Spotify and its 180 million monthly subscribers. Welcome to Parents Are Hard to Raise, helping families grow older together without losing their minds. I'm elder care expert Diane Berardi. Well, longtime listeners will recognize my next guest, mostly because she's among my favorite guest medical experts. Dr. Felice Gersh is a true pioneer in her field, a rare combination of an award-winning physician, double board certified, both in OBGYN and integrative medicine and a tireless champion of women's health. She holds degrees from Princeton University, the University of Southern California School of Medicine, and the University of Arizona School of Medicine. Dr. Gersh serves as medical director of the Integrative Medical Group of Irvine, California. She also writes and speaks internationally on integrative medicine and women's health. You can hear her weekly broadcast, A Healthy Perspective, on KRLA Radio, AM 870, in Los Angeles. Felice, welcome back to Parents Are Hard to Raise. Oh, it's such a pleasure to be back. Well, I'm so glad to have you. And you're always an amazing wealth of cutting-edge information. So tell us, what have you got for us this week? Well, I thought we would talk about a problem that is so prevalent among people as they age and that is what we call the aging gut. Ah. And it's um, central to all of health, of course, is the intestinal tract. And it starts everywhere from the mouth all the way to the anus. And we have troubles as we age, as hormones change and the, the whole environment changes, the microbiome, the enteric nervous system. So I thought we could start literally at the top, work our way down <laughs> and maybe anywhere in between. I think that's perfect. <laughs> So I guess the gut actually does something other than digest food. Well, that is a major job, but we have discovered over the last, oh, maybe decade or so that it is more like the control center of the body. I think of it as the Trojan horse, and people look at the outside and think, oh, that's what it is, but no, it's what's going on inside. <laughs> and, and these little critters, this like advanced mysterious complex civilization of microbes that lives within the gut and it's and it's varied from every little level of the gut it changes and it changes with the time of the day and it changes wow. with the seasons and travel it's it's amazing and it really controls our immune system and our immune system ultimately now we understand we'll have to talk about that another day is really what triggers how everything in our body works together 
And it really starts with the gut, which ages as everything else does. <laughs> I guess, yeah, everything, everything has to age, doesn't it? <laughs> right. And our job as medical professionals is to slow the process. We can't stop it, but we want to control and slow it. So I guess start from the top, right? <laughs> yeah, we'll start with the mouth. Okay. As you, I know you've heard this, that people lose their teeth. Things change in the mouth. Right. Well, it turns out that the mouth itself is key to digestion. We'll focus on that because it's actually key to cardiovascular health. We can talk about that another time too. But if you think about just the digestion part and what happens in the mouth, you have special mouth bacteria. We okay. call it the oral the oral microbiome. And these bacteria work synergistically with our body to make things right. So they make certain enzymes called reductases that actually break down the nitrates, which are so important. Nitrates are found in green leafy vegetables and beets, the beetroots. Okay. And people, you probably heard, drink a lot of beet juice and yeah. so on. Like, why is that? Because it has these nitrates. But the nitrates by themselves are not useful. They have to be broken down into nitrites, and that can only be done by mouth bacteria. Huh. So if you, like, don't have the right mouth environment. Right. You have inflammation of your gums, your teeth are falling out, you know, you have chemicals in all these different appliances. And these are things that happen. You know, people have all these different foreign materials in the mouth. They're going to impact on the microbiome. And if you can't create the nitrites, then ultimately down in your stomach and down even further, you convert the nitrites into nitric oxide which is a gas. It's one of the few things in our bodies that we want to be a gas that actually acts as an antioxidant and a signaling agent that is really essential for the health of our cardiovascular system and our huh. brain and everything. So that's why we have to work very hard to go to the dentist and keep a really healthy mouth yeah. and not use chemicals as much as possible. Don't use chemical mouthwashes and chemical toothpaste and you know, really try to keep the healthiest mouth you can have. And then as well, you've got to put in the nitrates. You've got to eat those green leafies and the right. kale and such and, and the beets. And um, I know my, I myself eat beets every day. Do you really? Huh. I do. And uh, they're wonderful. And you can always buy beet uh, powders now and beet juices. You know, it's really popular because, but people don't know why they're, why they're buying beet juice. And it's really <laughs> right. for the, you know, it has other nutrients, polyphenols, right. but it's, primarily this nitrate huh. that is going to really help your body stay in, in metabolic health. So we start with the mouth. Okay. That's really important, of course. So then if we jump down to the stomach, we'll kind of bypass the esophagus for the moment. What happens as we age, and people don't realize that they think it's just the exact opposite, is that our stomachs make less stomach acid, not more. And it takes stomach acid to cause the sphincter, that's at the top of the stomach where the stomach joins the esophagus to close off so you don't have acid regurgitating into your esophagus. But you need to have enough acid right. for that to happen. And as people age, they make less stomach acid. And that's why after menopause, for example, for women, right. they have dramatic escalations in the incidence of gastroesophageal reflux and huh. terrible heartburn. And then the doctors think, a lot of them, that, oh, you don't make, an, you're making too much acid. 
and then they give them drugs to suppress acid production. But actually, the problem is they're not making enough stomach acid. And when you suppress the acid production, you increase cardiovascular risk, many other problems, and you do not suppress the, the reflux. All you do is you take the acid out of the reflux. So fully one-third of people continue to have very bad symptoms, but now you're not going to digest your food even more. You're going to have wow. more trouble. Right. And the acid in your stomach kills bad bacteria so that you don't end up with overgrowth of bacteria in your small intestine and also very toxic bacteria like Clostridia, which is really harmful, especially for the aging population. People over 60 have some terrible problems when they get C. difficile, that particular bacteria. Right. And if you don't have enough stomach acid, you're more likely to acquire it. Huh. So you can see how important the stomach is just for the yeah. stomach acid. Yeah, it's such a big deal. And um, that's pretty universal that stomach acid production goes down as we age, particularly for females. It's pretty abrupt sometimes as menopause takes hold. And for men, it's more gradual. So that's um, a big deal with the stomach. And then as we work our way down, you know, we start having changes in the enteric um, nervous system. That's the muscular system that works with the nervous system to keep things moving at the right pace. Okay. Right? <laughs> and that's that people have a lot of trouble with that. You know, it's just it's a very complex neurological system to keep things right. That's why sometimes people call it the second brain. There's more neurons in the GI tract than in the brain. And they change, they age as well, like the brain ages, the, G, the GI neurological system, the enteric nervous system ages, and you get problems with peristalsis. And it can be very, very helpful if you eat lots of fiber. And okay. uh, one of the problems is as people age, they tend to eat more processed food because right. it's easy, it's less expensive, yeah. and, and, and sometimes that's where they, they get it, you know, um, where they live or things like that, you know, it's just easy and cheap. And that's like not what they should eat. They right. should eat lots of root vegetables and whole grains and lots and lots of vegetables. Again, lots and lots of vegetables and hydrate. That's another problem as people age. They right. don't often don't drink enough and you need all of that because you need extra help when your nervous system of your gut is troubled. Well, we're going to continue talking to Dr. Felice Gersh about the gut. But if you're a woman or there's a woman in your life, there's something you absolutely need to know. I want to tell you about my friend Katie. Katie is a nurse and she was attacked on her way home from work. She was totally taken by surprise. And although Katie is only okay. 5 feet tall and 106 pounds, she was easily able to drop her 6 foot 4, 250 pound attacker to his knees and get away unharmed. Katie wasn't just lucky that day. She was prepared. In her pocketbook, a harmless-looking lipstick, which really contained a powerful man-stopping aerosol propellant. It's not like it was in our grandmother's day. Today, just going to and from work or to the mall can have tragic consequences. The FBI says a violent crime is committed every 15 seconds in the United States, and a forcible rape happens every five minutes. And chances are, when something happens, no one will be around to help. It looks just like a lipstick so no one will suspect a thing, which is important since experts say getting the jump on your attacker is all about the element of surprise. Inside this innocent-looking lipstick is the same powerful stuff used by police and the military to disarm even the most powerful armed aggressor. In fact, 
National Park Rangers use the very same formula that's inside this little lipstick to stop 2,000 pound vicious grizzly bears dead in their tracks. It's like carrying a personal bodyguard with you in your purse or your pocket. Darkness brings danger. Muggers and rapists use darkness to their advantage. We all know what it's like to be walking at night and hear footsteps coming at us from behind. Who's there? If it's somebody bad, will you be protected? Your life may depend on it. My friend Katie's close call needs to be a wake-up call for all of us, myself included. Pick up a lipstick bodyguard and keep it with you always. Were you ever young? You're listening to Parents Are Hard To Raise. Now, thanks to you, the number one elder care talk show on planet Earth. Listen to this and other episodes on demand using the iHeartRadio app. iPhone users can listen on Apple Podcasts and Android users on Google Podcasts. Remember, there are so many new ways to listen to our show. Spotify, Roku, you can listen on your smartphone with Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. You can get us on Apple TV, DirecTV. You can even just ask Alexa to play the show for you. So if you're listening in one of these new ways, please do me a big favor and help someone else learn about the show and show them how to listen. Thank you for doing that. So we're here with Dr. Felice Gersh, and we're talking about the aging gut. So you were talking about um, fiber and uh, that we need to eat fiber and hydrate. Yes, I, I definitely don't want to be all doom and gloom. So I'm glad we, like, we, got, we got the bad news out yeah. first. Right? And now, well, you can talk about some solutions. So if we, um, if we start by getting, you know, the right diet. And the other thing that is, so, you know, you want to eat lots of natural foods. Of of course, we talk about this for everything and every, it relates to everything, right? You want to eat real food, try to get organic. They just had an article that came out last week, which was hardly a shocker that if you eat organic foods, your chances of cancer go down. And after um, menopause and with aging men and women, of course, gut cancer, colon cancer, stomach cancers, all these really escalate. And we want to keep those down. We want to keep that under control. So, you know, eating the right food is very helpful, trying to go organic. And then there's some um, herbal teas and supplements that can also help. Some of the best teas to drink as we age are ginger tea. Ginger really can help with as an anti-inflammatory. And also it helps with the gut motility. It helps... uh, Yes, and so it's very nice. And if you like to drink a little bit of like these flavored vinegars, like you know, you have strawberry vinegar and blueberry oh, vinegar, okay. like an aperitif. If you put like a couple of tablespoons, and you can put it even in like some Pellegrino, which by the way is very good because it actually has a lot of the minerals in it, like lithium, which are so good for our brains. And you can have put a, a couple of teaspoons start with, and even work up to a couple of tablespoons if you like oh, the flavor yeah. of these vinegars, and it acts to really help stimulate some of the stomach acid. So that will help, and it and it really helps as an aperitif. So that would be a nice thing to start at the beginning of a meal and work your way up. Even just start with a teaspoon if you don't like the flavor of vinegar. Right. And um, chamomile tea is also another wonderful one. It's calming. It also helps with the GI tract. 
And then some of the herbals that are coding, like if you get acid reflux, because we don't want to, if we really, really want to try to avoid those acid suppressing drugs, would be slippery elm. And you can buy them as lozenges. That's actually, and the first herbal that was ever approved by the FDA was slippery elm. Really? (laughs) Yes. And you can get it as capsules. You can actually open capsules, dissolve the the powder into teas and drink it. You can um, get it as a lozenge, and that's nice. And you can buy a special form of licorice called DGL, and you can chew it, and it also coats and soothes the entire esophagus, and and it goes into the stomach, and it's very, very good if you get that uh, acid reflux kind of a problem. So those are very, very helpful as well. You know, those that fl- those flavored vinegars, that's a great idea. I was um, I went to buy natural honey and they had a, a, a stand of flavored vinegars. And I think I got um, a lemon flavor and it's really oh. good. But I never thought, you know, OK, put that in some Pellegrino. That's great. It's wonderful. And I'm glad you mentioned the honey. A lot of if you get really low brow, you know, really mass produced honey, that is no better than drinking high fructose corn syrup. It's not any better. But if you get really high quality honey, yeah. it's actually very, very healthy for the gut. It has antimicrobial properties. It's coating. It's soothing. So actually, that is a very good thing for elderly everybody. You know, it would benefit. You just don't do it if you're under the age of one. But I don't think that's, you know, our target audience yeah. here. So. <laughs> no. Yeah. So, but it is, um, it, yes, really high quality. I was just in um, New Zealand not long ago giving some lectures and I got some of the Manuka honey. It's, you know, very, very powerful as a medicinal and health aid. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, I, you keep, I keep, you know, reading, um, hot, some hot water, honey and lemon. Yes, that is, that is is actually, you know, a lot of these old, we'll call them, you know, old fashioned rather than, I'm not going to call them wives tales because they're not, they're actually legit. And, um, you know, for example, this is another really good one. If you get bloating and sort of indigestion, chew on fennel seeds. And anise seeds. Yes, it's really helpful. Very, very helpful. And if you get, um, if you tend more the opposite and you get more like diarrhea, because a lot of people get constipation, but encapsulated peppermint oil works as well as the pharmaceutical low modal, which has other toxic effects. So you can have some encapsulated peppermint oil. And that that works really well for um, a diarrhea kind of a situation. So, you know, we're trying, we're getting more and more back to more natural things as we really see the full picture of what some of the side effects are of the pharmaceuticals for long-term use, especially. Yeah. You know, we used to always eat fennel, you know, um, I get holidays. My family always just, you know, had that at the end of a meal. But actually, it's well, probably a good idea. To have you know it. what? It, it somehow became a family tradition, and it was based in scientific medical fact. <laughs> that, that is great. And the other things I just want to make sure people know is that they should be taking probiotics. Okay, but you can also eat probiotics, and you know there are some wonderful probiotic foods. And one of the ones that almost no one in the United States eats is called natto, which is a fermented soy product. Which you get the probiotics, you also get vitamin K two, which is the unheralded vitamin that is important not only for bones. A lot of people do know that it's really critical for bones. And one day, you know, we'll talk more about bones because how big a deal is that? Right. But it's also 
found to be important for the cardiovascular system. So you can do stuff with supplements, which I do use a lot of supplements, but of course you want to foundationally start with these foods, which have, you know, everything plus, you know, so you get the probiotic plus. And then I give almost all my patients over 65, some digestive enzymes that can really, really help a lot because our digestive enzyme system really also goes a little kaput. And so we don't make the digestive enzymes and that gets back to the foundational point of the gut, you know, the, the one that you started with digesting food, right. you know, your body can't run any of the machinery if you don't have the nutrients and that becomes malnutrition in the elderly is such a huge deal yeah. and they often choose the wrong foods. And, but then when they eat it, if they don't absorb it, what good is it? Right. You know, so digestive enzymes can really help. Now that NATO, is it N-A-T-O? Is that two T's? Two T's. Okay. And where would where would you find that in? You know, I am in Southern California. We have lots of Asian food stores. Okay. But you know, I think you can buy everything online. Okay. So you don't have. If you're in an area that isn't packed with Asian food stores like my area, then I think you could probably go online and and somebody will ship it to you. Now that. Um, contains a lot of vitamin K2. Now, what about people on um, blood thinners? That's um, a very interesting story. So the biggest problem for them right. is actually vitamin K1. Oh, okay. vitamin K1. And so the vitamin K2 has far less. The other thing you can do is get a supplement, which is called MK4. And MK4, so vitamin K is a family of vitamins. Just like vitamin E is actually a family of vitamins and Bs. So people think it's, it's one, but it's not one. Okay. And it's vitamin K1 that can affect, you know, the, the blood thinning drugs. And the vitamin K2 has minimal effect. Okay. And if you want to do it as a supplement, and um, as a supplement, it usually is not a problem if you get MK4. Okay. There's a little bit with MK7. But anytime anyone is on you know, uh, a Coumadin, something right. like that. More and more, the doctors are using the other blood thinners that don't have the the issues that Coumadin has. You know, right? But, you know, that's the warfarin. The warfarin. But you know, we, we want, of course, you yeah, have warfarin, Coumadin, the same. So we want definitely everyone to get checked. And if any time you make any dietary changes that are significant when you're on Coumadin, you really have to watch because you know it, it interacts with just about everything. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I was so thinking every, of. Yeah. So you have to be you have to be careful with any kind of dietary change when you are on those drugs. You know, that's uh, that is a very unique situation for sure. I have to tell you, my father, he'll say <laughs> I, and I don't know, he just turned 90. And oh, congratulations. I, I know. Thank you. And he'll say, yeah, I'm always thirsty. And I'll say, well, dad are you drinking no, <laughs> you know? oh, no. and I'm like well, oh you know so maybe you know he goes well water you know and I guess because you know, it's yeah. boring right so it's boring and I definitely want to there more and more studies actually have shown that as hard to believe as it is that artificially sweetened beverages yeah. are even worse for your metabolic situation, your your um, cardiovascular health and diabetes. It's actually worse than drinking high fructose corn syrup soda, which I am not encouraging. I'm just saying don't drink either one. And that's where actually getting back to a little sweetener, like a really high quality honey, if they really want something a little sweetened, yeah. high quality honey or 
the real maple syrup, not the phony baloney. Real maple syrup has actually quite a bit of polyphenols and antioxidants in it. And a little bit of sweetener with that type of sweetener uh, into a drink because we got to get them drinking. And you're right. They just will sit there and they'll dehydrate. I know. Because it's so much trouble and it's boring. And uh, one of the teas that I think is naturally sweet, I think it's really good, actually two. One is rooibos. I think um, that's an herbal tea, has no caffeine, and it has sort of a natural sweet taste to it. Really? Oh, hibiscus tea. Okay. A lot of oh, hibiscus, which is a, a, from a flower, also is kind of naturally sweet. And kava kava, which is great for anxiety, is also naturally sweet. So some of these teas they might like, and you can actually make them hot or you can make them right. cold. And that will go a long way to feeling better. You know, in terms of hydration, like the brain needs that fluid. They're going to get, um, you know, blurry, you know, brain fog and everything. Yeah. You, don't need, you know, just from getting dehydrated. And, of course, the gut will be in, in big trouble. And we just can't afford constipation. And it's such a big problem in the elderly. It is. And, and the bloating and all that. And then they don't want to eat. <laughs> and exactly. It's a downward a terrible downward spiral. The other thing that can be helpful, and they, some of them may need a little help with this, is to do castor oil tummy packs. So you take castor oil, okay. and you're not drinking it. No, not drink it. Okay. <laughs> okay. You, rub a, you rub a thin film over the abdomen. Yeah. Then you put flannel over the abdomen on top of the, the castor oil, and then you put heat on that. And it is so wonderful and so soothing for them. And um, huh. it actually is very anti-inflammatory and it absorbs right through. And it can be very, very soothing for elderly people. Of course, any age, you know, if they get like stomach cramps right. and they have digestion and it just doesn't, they feel worse after they eat and then they don't want to eat. Exactly. And this can be very, very helpful. The other thing is to try to get them to have a nice big breakfast because that's when their body is most designed to accept food. Okay. And most okay. elderly people sort of know don't eat late at night. That's right. why they have the early bird specials and such. <laughs> but, but often for breakfast, they just have some kind of you know, processed carb, you know, some box cereal right. or toast or English muffin or something and, and put like jelly on it or something. That is not the best breakfast for them. They're not getting any of the nitrates they need to make the nitric oxide. They're not getting any anything. You know, that's like nothing. Yeah. So, you know, try to get, um, you know, I wish people would do something like vegetable soup or bean vegetable soup, things like that for breakfast or yeah, you know, that's a great idea. And I, I bet, though, it's hard to get the elderly to say that. It's hard any age, but we have to open a chain. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I I can't believe we're, we're out of time. I hope you got something out of this episode. I know I did. I love getting your emails and questions, so please keep sending them to me. You can reach me at dianaparentsarehardtoraise.org or just click the green button on our homepage. Parents Are Hard to Raise is a CounterSync Media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. Our New York producer is Joshua Green. Our broadcast engineer is Well Gambino. And from our London studios, the melodic voice of our announcer, Miss Dolly D. And I have two favors to ask, as I ask every week. Please help someone else find the show. Show them how to find it. And if you like the show, please give it a five-star rating, because that will help other people find our show as well. 
Thank you so much for listening. Till next time, may you forget everything you don't want to remember and remember everything you don't want to forget. And we thank you so much, Dr. Felice Gersh, and you'll be back. See you again next week. My pleasure. (laughs) 